Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. I am cold. I'm cold, Phil. This is cold, Reese. Nice to meet all of you. Uh, we're from Fresno. Uh, we don't own a jacket. I mean, our weather, our climate, we're, we, we stay between 101 and 106. I mean, that's kind of, we don't have a jacket. So uh, it's, it's cold out here. Uh, but we are glad to be here nevertheless and to discover the wonderful world of coats. There's, we went shopping the other day. We're like, there's like, what, that's long, that's, it's long sleeve, but it's like thicker. It's a coat. We just discovered, stumbled upon the jacket world. It's been amazing. Um, we are so glad to be reunited with Ian and Tracy and the family. And, and we, we spent some time ministering together at Mission Springs uh, a few months ago for family camp. And it's so good to be with this team again. You all are such a gift and a blessing to us as a, as a family. And certainly I can only imagine how much this church family appreciates and loves Pastor Ian and this team. They are incredible. They are incredible. They are incredible. They are incredible. So good. So good. And we've had a tremendous time, PCC, uh, out here the last couple of days. Our nephew plays football for the Cow Bears. We got to go watch him yesterday, uh, catch a few passes. It was a wonderful time. And they won, beat Oregon State yesterday, handedly. It was a wonderful, wonderful. We, we really, it's been, it's been amazing. Amazing. Until about, like, last, our last, the last service, it was wonderful until then. <laughs> Like, I was sitting there, and we've had a great time, and we were, you know, we were preaching, and, and it, was, it, was, it was good, and, and, and I was sitting there, and Reese was preaching, and, and um, you know, the, 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 the topic of today's sermon uh, that we're going to share in just a moment is called Consequences Are Real. And I was sitting there as Reese was preaching, and like, that, that topic hit me for the first time in a new way, and I was sitting there going, Consequences Are Real. I was like... I was like, why are we preaching this? This is the topic that PCC gave to us to preach when they invited us to come out here. And I was like, why isn't Pastor Brian preaching this? This is a terrible topic for us to be asked to preach. Consequences are real. He invited us from Fresno, California, so we could preach this message. Y'all going to leave here angry. And then, and then we're going to go to Fresno. I was like, this is a setup. <laughs> He should be preaching this. But he invited us from Fresno to come preach this. So let's just get into it. Uh, again, the topic is consequences are real, a.k.a. the setup. All right, here we go. So uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, starting at verse 1. Uh, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. Verse 2, all these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Let's skip to verse 15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. Obedience, blessing, disobedience, curses. In, in human life, over the course of our journeys, uh, perhaps this has happened to you as you live life, as you live perhaps even an active life. Maybe this has uh, been your experience. Maybe it has happened to someone you have known. It is 
uh, pretty common that over the course of life that you will experience a broken bone. Something in your life or the life of someone you love will break. And what happens is after a bone breaks is that they, they begin to position it so that it can heal. The cartilage connects the broken piece with the rest of your body. It forms like this lattice almost. And, and then the bone begins to sort of rebuild itself. I've heard, this has not happened to me personally, but I've heard that, that actually it's also somewhat common that in some breaks, especially with a nose, that the nose will break and then it will begin to, to heal. But the way it is healing, they discover is actually improper. It's not right. And it's going to have some long-term impacts. That if you don't address it, uh, it will really hamper the functionality of your nose and other parts of your system. And so the, 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 the solution to this is that if, if that's occurring in your life is that you go to the doctor and, 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 and they, they take your nose and they, and they, they re-break it. Ha! That's horrible to picture that your nose was already broken. And then it's beginning to heal, but it's not healing right. And, it, and so you go there and they re-break it so that they can reposition it. So that as it reheals, it will heal fully and completely. And everything that was supposed to be in its original design and functions, part of your entire body, it, it will heal properly and fulfill everything it was intended to do. At On Ramps Covenant Church in Fresno, where Reese and I co-pastor, We've been talking about this season that we've all experienced together. We've been talking about this season as a season of resetting. A season of resetting. At some point or many, some would argue that that at many points in our Protestant evangelical tradition that we're all part of, that we have experienced a fracture or maybe even multiple fractures. And that as we began to heal, we healed in a way that maybe wasn't quite right. So during this season, the Lord has broken us so that he could reset us so that as we heal again, we'll be able to fulfill our vocation as the church in the way in which he intended. The Lord has rebroken. I don't know if you felt like there has been a breaking in the church that has been occurring during this season, but we have certainly sensed that broadly and maybe even 
more specifically or locally, maybe even PCC has felt a little bit of a, a breaking, but I'm so glad Amen. that as with the doctor, when you go in and the doctor re-breaks your nose so that it can be reset, that he's always breaking with a purpose. Amen. So it is with the Lord. That even in this season of breaking in the church, it has been a breaking with purpose. The things that we thought were totally impossible. The conversations we couldn't have before. The, the, the challenges the, that we found to be insurmountable prior to this season. That when the Lord broke us, we realized that everything we thought we couldn't do as the church, the things that we thought were non-negotiables, the sacred cows, the things we couldn't absolutely possibly change, all changed with one stay-at-home order. One stay-at-home order. And it changed. It was a breaking. And now, during this season, the Lord, through this breaking, has given us a gift. It's a gift. It is the moment between, uh, it's the moment after the breaking, but before the cartilage begins to reconnect. It's, it's, it's the grace of space where you can still shift things a little bit. You can still move them around. You can still make a decision about where you're going to be reset so that when you heal, you are healed so that you can fully fulfill your purpose and call. And during this time that the Lord has set aside for us, Submit to you, maybe even for PCC. It is a time in which we can both remember who God is, but also who He has created us to be to remember, to remember, to remember, to remember. Professor James Bruckner, North Park Theological Seminary, Old Testament professor, says that forgetfulness, the opposite of remembering, the forgetfulness leads to sin. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. They forgot. They did not remember who God is and who he had created them to be. He forgot. They forgot where they ended and where God began. They had forgotten. And so remembering helps us to obey, doesn't it? It helps us to be reset properly. And since September of this year, just the last couple of months, PCC has been remembering, haven't you? You've been remembering who God is. And I'm so glad that you spent that time remembering who God is. Because for many of us, we believe falsely that just because we are Christian, that whatever we think about God is true because we're Christian. Just because you're Christian and you think something about God does not mean that what you think is biblical. And so I'm sure that you have benefited from returning to the text to remember who God is. But we also need to remember who God has created us 
to be. And this is the leadership challenge uh, for any church when you are in a season like we have been as the church. When you look in the mirror, the leadership challenge, the challenge, the challenge, the difficulty is that when you look in the mirror, it is so difficult to see something other than who you have become. You look in the mirror and you see this. This is what you see. You see who you have become. But in a season of breaking and resetting, you have to realize that God has broken us in order that we would actually heal differently. And so the challenge is for us to remember not just who we are, but to remember who we, who we were, who God created us to be when, when PCC was just, you were just a seed. You've got to look in the mirror, have the ability to look in the mirror and not just see who you are. You've got to be able to look in the mirror, in the mirror and remember who God created you to be. Before you had a building, before you owned any land, before you had a staff and two services, and and before you had a budget that was greater than $20, I mean, you got to remember when God planted this seed in the peninsula soil. Why do you have to remember that? Because God always gets the seed right. Got to remember who God created you to be when you were just a seed. Because over the course of time, you realize that some overwatering or some, some bad pruning or, or maybe some poor trimming or training or, or no training whatsoever can actually lead to you becoming something that you were not really intended to be. Something that doesn't quite fulfill the purpose for which God created you, but God never gets the seed wrong. Amen. Amen. He never gets the seed wrong. God never gets the seed wrong, but we do. We get the seed wrong when we fail to remember and when we fail to obey. And then we realize, and sometimes it's too late, we realize that consequences are real. Consequences are real. Consequence, the the result or effect of an action or condition, the outcome of a thing. When we lend to the poor and when we love our neighbors as we love ourselves, when we consider others above ourselves and when we follow the other commands that Christ has given us, we see how beautiful the consequences are. But when we withhold forgiveness, when we judge others based on who they voted for, when we turn up our noses at those who were not born in this country, and when we harbor hatred in our hearts towards others based on their vaccination status, we see how destructive the consequences are. Amen, somebody? It's true. Consequences are real. Go ahead and just turn to your neighbor with your mask on and just say, consequences are real. Consequences are real. Those of you online, type it in the chat, consequences are real. Consequences are real, and when we look at Deuteronomy 28 in its totality, we see 
the consequences of remembering and we see the consequences of obeying and we see that, that blessings are what come. Blessings are the result. Dynamic and fruitful living is the result. And then we see the consequences of forgetfulness, right? We see the curses and we see that, that it may look like we're existing, but we're lifeless when we don't obey, when we don't remember. Again, consequences are real. And I like to look at it this way. So yes, we, we, we see this plant. We, we have this plant here and we, we know what seeds look like and we know what happens when the seeds are planted and they take root and then they sprout and then the stems and the leaves and the flower, like all these beautiful things happen, right? It flourishes. And if you talk to your plant and if you give it enough sunlight and if you give it enough water, it will flourish, it will bloom. But if you neglect it, if you have it in the wrong soil, it will be destroyed. And so it is with our lives. Either we will be fruitful and dynamic or we will be lifeless. No breath. Lifeless. Here's the thing. Healthy seeds, healthy seeds which remain in the package are not beneficial or useful. I'm not sure if you knew that, but you've got to actually take them out of the package and plant them, right? Likewise, good information simply remains good information if practical application is not implemented. Reading the written word and hearing the commands of Jesus must be implemented and applied. It's not enough to just know some good stuff. You got to do something with it. And so we want to encourage you this morning, PCC, to plant healthy seeds which lead to life. And those three healthy seeds which lead to life that we want to suggest this morning are Christ-likeness, compassion, and character. Christ-likeness, compassion, and character. Healthy seeds to be planted in order for you to flourish and in order for you to be blessed. As told in Deuteronomy 28, a Christ-likeness, compassion, and character. Christ-likeness, what does it look like to love one another? To lay down our lives for one another. To sacrifice for one another. To allow justice and righteousness to lead our lives and to lead our ministries. Compassion, what does it look like to see someone in need and not just say, oh, poor you. Sorry that happened to you. But what does it look like to, to get in that pit with them? What does it look like to suffer with them? Compassion, calm, pity, calm with, pity, pity, suffer, suffer with you. What does it look like for me to suffer with you and to enter into your pain without conditions? Yes, it's going to be inconvenient. Yes, it's going to cost me something. But because I love you and I want to plant healthy seeds, I'm going to get in there with you. That's good. And what does it look like to plant a healthy seed of character where our lives are marked by integrity and humility and, yes, obedience? What does it look like to plant those healthy seeds? And at the same time, we want to encourage you to avoid planting terminator seeds, terminator seeds which lead to death. 
terminator seeds which lead to discord and disobedience and discontentment. You do know there is a such thing as a terminator seed. And Terminator is the nickname given to the genetic use restriction technology that essentially does this, aborts the reproductive abilities of seeds, making the second generation seeds sterile. I'm going to say that again. The Terminator seed aborts the reproductive abilities of seeds, making the second generation seeds sterile. Life ends with terminator seeds. Curses come with terminator seeds. And so these terminator seeds that we want to encourage you to get rid of are discord, disobedience, and discontentment. Discord, it is an act of the flesh. And if we were back home at on-ramps in Fresno, we would call discord unnecessary drama. Okay? Just cut it out. It's unnecessary and it's drama and you're doing too much. Cut it out. It really is disagreement in the body. It's lack of harmony and unity in the body. And we are warned in Proverbs chapter 6 what God feels about discord, what he feels about all that unnecessary drama. Hmm. And so don't plant the terminator seed of discord. Don't plant the terminator seed of disobedience where you just flat out refuse and fail to follow the commands of Jesus. You just, nope, not doing it. Nope, love him. Oh, no, no, forget, no, forget. No, do you know what they did? Oh, no. You just flat out refuse and you fail to follow the commands of Jesus. Don't plant the terminator seed of disobedience. And then finally, discontentment. Don't plant the terminator seed of discontentment where we are never satisfied. They have more, I want more. They have that. I need that too. I need to keep up with them because my status and my identity are tied to what I have. Don't plant the terminator seed of discontentment where we are driven by worldly desires and we forget that comparison actually kills. We forget that, that we are wandering from the faith when we're discontent. We forget that we are piercing ourselves with grief when we are discontent. We forget 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, where it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. Verse 9, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Don't sound like life to me. Don't plant terminator seeds. And so as we close and get ready to have lunch with Brian and drive three hours back home to Fresno, we want to ask you this question. What's at stake? What's at stake if we fail to remember What's at stake if we fail to obey? What's at stake if we fail to plant healthy seeds and we plant terminator seeds instead? What's at stake in our families and on our jobs and in our communities and here at this church? What's at stake? What's at stake? Well, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 45 tells us that all these curses will come on you. 
They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. Consequences are real. You're right, honey. This was a setup. It was. Hate to break it to you, but consequences are real. And Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8 tells us, do not be deceived. Why? Because God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Consequences are real, people of God. They are so real. And so we want to leave you with this consideration. Would you consider this? What seeds are you planting? Are you planting healthy seeds of Christ-likeness, compassion, and character? Or are you planting terminator seeds? which lead to death. Those terminator seeds of discord and disobedience and discontentment. We may not know much, but we can guarantee you this. Consequences are real. Consequences are real. What you say, what you do, what you think. We're not asking anybody to be perfect but just to be obedient to our faithful God because consequences are real. And so God, we thank you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the reminder to have enough resolve and to have enough courage to follow you fully. To remember and to obey and to lay our lives down for your cause. God, we thank you that you are good and that your mercy endures forever and you can be trusted. And so we surrender in a fresh way this morning with the hope and with the prayer that we would be able to plant healthy seeds which lead to greater life and that we would put away those old things. We would put away those those terminator seeds and no longer be tempted to plant discord and disobedience and discontentment. God, we honor you for you you are our good father and we're grateful to be your sons and your daughters this day. We thank you that you have given us life more abundantly and because we were created in your image, we can pursue life and we can be dispensers of life to those around us in our families, in our communities, in our church on our jobs. God, everywhere we go, may we plant healthy seeds of life. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.